334. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. Uh, we don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right? And Psalm 20 and 21 are going to remind us of, of that fact, right? We see this like prayer of the king like we talked about yesterday where we see, man, his help uh, is seen in the hope of God, which gives us a good template of what to look for in Psalm 21 seems to be like mm. an, an answer of thanksgiving to that prayer yeah. that he prayed yesterday. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 21 looks back at 20. Uh, and the thought I had for this song, man, is that, you know, the, sal- the salvation given by God in the past fosters praise in the present and confidence in the future. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. And so like you see, it's kind of split up in this half. So like uh, one through seven is this praise that is given to God for the victory of the king. And then eight to the end of the psalm is this confidence. God, you will do this. You will do this. You will do this. And look at how the psalm starts off, right? Lord, the king finds joy in your strength. Mm -hmm. How greatly he rejoices in your victory. You know a person has been really saved when they celebrate that they have, right? Right, yeah. And so we even see the king here is celebrating the fact that God has provided this victory or this salvation for him and the joy that comes from it, right? right? And you also see like, in the first half of the Psalm two, this idea of blessing, right? So in two through seven, you're gonna see the blessing of God is needed in any and every battle, right? right? So he says, yo, for you meet him with rich blessings, you place a crown of pure gold on his head. Verse six, you give him blessings forever. You cheer him with joy in your presence. We need the blessing of God in any battle. Right, we face. Yeah. yeah. So what I love, man, about the first half is the king, usually a picture of, yeah, strength and authority and confidence versus mm-hmm. one through seven. Um, the king right here is pictured as somebody that is uh, not giving, but mm-hmm. receiving, right? right not right. fighting, but resting and relying, right? Not mm-hmm. um, conquering, but celebrating somebody mm-hmm. who's done all of this stuff. And so we just see the you you know the picture and the role reversed. It is he looks back at his past. He's reminded not of his great exploits, uh, but God's. And so we see all right the confidence of somebody like a king to rely yeah. on on this God. God's going to come through. Uh, God is worthy not just of yeah. our praise but of our confidence and our trust. Right. Absolutely. No. And so you know in that first part of the song, like to your point. He's going to talk about this crown, this majesty and this splendor that are all images of authority and rule and dominion that this king now exercises on behalf of God. And if we remember, like Psalm 8 kind of used this same language to talk about how man had rule and dominion over the earth. Well, Psalm 21 is saying that this king is going to accomplish that in the place of man, in the place of mankind, because mankind failed to accomplish it. Right. Right. And so we see, uh, yeah, just the idea of life, just all these good themes like life uh, in God's presence. And, you know, in this day and age, um, the king, if he won a victory, that secured the victory for not just his people, but for his lineage. Right. Right. So like his throne could continue and they would see that as having life continued, even if they died. And so we just see all these themes here. 
And obviously this psalm points to Christ, right? right? Who has won this ultimate victory over Satan. He is the seed that crushed the serpent's head. And he, as the Bible will say, died, but is raised, right? right. And he will live and he's not going to die again, the text will say. Right. And he is the one who, yeah, for the joy that was set before him, right? Endured the cross, but also sat down at the right hand of God. And we so we just see like the salvation, if we can say it that way, of Christ in winning the victory over Satan is a victory again that is ours in him. Amen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to point out a few yeah. things, right? One, the more and more that you spend time in the text, the more and more that you start to observe and to look. And um, when you read words and tenses and phrases jump off of the page, right? So I loved how you brought out at the, uh, brought at the beginning, Keith, like, no, God's uh, faithfulness in the past gives us, I forgot what you said, confidence <laughs> in the present. Salvation in the Salvation. past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. False praise in the present. <laughs> praise in the present and gives confidence us confidence the for the future, right? Yep. So one of the things that you see is verses uh, three through seven, he's reflecting back, right? And mm -hmm. all of the verbs there in past tense, right? He asked you for, for a life. Um, you gave him, uh, you cheer him for the king lies. He's not shaken, right? All all those things point to the past. But then when you start to get in verses 8 through 12, this is what I, I love, right? Mm -hmm. um, you see this one word repeated over and over and over, and that's this, will. Your hand will capture, right? Your right hand will seize, verse yeah. uh uh, nine, the Lord will engulf them. You will make them burn and fire will devour them. Verse 10, you will wipe them out. Verse yeah. 11, though they mm -hmm. planned harm, they will not prevail. Mm -hmm. Verse uh, 12, instead, you will put them to flight. So this is yeah, a, a divine crystal ball pointing to the future mm -hmm. of what will take place. And there is such a great confidence that he has mm -hmm. that God will do this in the future because of the great clarity that he looks back and sees God's faithfulness in the past, right? And then verse 13 ends, and what you see is once again him praising God for that one word, right? His strength. Verses 1 and verses 13 are book ended mm -hmm. by the king praising God for his strength and God for his glory, which helps us see, you know, God's strength um, is something for us to rejoice in be, be, because it's actually the fact that God is so strong that guarantees us the victory. It's all about God's strength, not yours. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. No scheme or plan against God and his Messiah or his king and his people right. will prevail, right? right? Not yeah. sin not false teaching, right. not division, not injustice, not false converse. Right. I love verse 11. Nothing will prevail against him. Yeah. And because of this, we sing his praises. Amen. Let's pray. God, we praise you for the fact that you um, are so strong, Lord. I pray that instead of us spending all our time trying to get our weight up to make sure that we're safe, that we would uh, rely on you and we would be re reminded, Father, um, that your faithfulness in the past is meant to fill us with praise in the present and give us confidence to continue to rely on you 
in the future. I pray that would be the tone and tenor of our hearts as we move through the day. It's in Jesus.